Hey guys, they really fucked up the sequel to World's Greatest Dad, didn't they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They forgot to do all the satire and the dark yep. humor of the first film. They they really uh, messed this one up. Mm-hmm. And all their songs. Okay. Yeah, they they made it. They made them sing, which I guess is fine. But I mean, Robin Williams, he sang in Aladdin, right? He did. But they didn't bring him back for this one. What's up with that? Well, Robin Williams is my best friend. And here's some emails to prove it. Okay. You know Robin Williams? Yeah. Do you know how to share your screen on on Zoom? Yeah, we used to hang out by the orchard. Seriously? Yeah. And, you know, June, July, uh before I broke my arm. Uh, Oh, so you remember. So, so why didn't you tell us? Uh, it, you know, it's secret emails. Now, I have a Robin. question. Did oh, you, like, Rob is what I called him. He did you, like, it. hang out with Robin Williams in any other situation that you can name? Like, any other story besides the orchard one? Is uh, well, there was the I... tree. Okay, the tree. Tree one. Right, right. Uh, which I guess was also part of the orchard. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah, I, because I believe you. But yeah, like, it was. <laughs> See, he signed my cast. So, well, if you want. Oh yeah, I guess yeah. No, yeah. There's only one Robin right. that would sign your cast, right? Yeah. And yeah. like, he's the only person that signed your cast too, which is kind of hey, crazy. You saw him and me talking in the library, so that's so true. What else do you want? Now, when you, you oh, is that when you accidentally printed that email that started that? Oh, buddy, yeah. that printing was not an accident. <laughs> It was not. No, no. <laughs> Robin no. gave you that note. <laughs> hey, can we talk about that scene real quick? Where he gets into the printer line and he's like, "Oh, I got something printing." And the me too. Like, yep, that's the line. <laughs> yeah, get in line, you piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, it's like, Why yeah, you think dude. The printer's easy. To use? <laughs> Why do you think we're all standing in front of the printer? <laughs> Fucking idiot. Could he not? Mm-hmm. I mean, this all hinges on a printer, I guess. <laughs> he couldn't email this to his therapist. And been like, yeah, I wrote this note to myself. I did what you told me to. But the printer is what screws it all up. That's yeah. what gets the plot rolling. Nothing else would happen in this movie if a you printer. Didn't hit print. Damn that printer. You know, if that printer, you know that the printer actually is what told him to lie about all this. Yeah, situation. yeah, no, no, because Evan Hansen's definitely not a bad person. It was the printer that you know but, yeah. made him lie and everything. He's right. not and a piece of garbage. I can tell you through people who are not bad people. Okay, it's the media boys. I'm Chris Show Mealy. Uh, that's Nathan, Nathan Combs right there, and and, <laughs> yeah. and that's William Doyle. Hi, I'm looking I'm at William two Doyle. of them, and I'm My looking at myself also. Robin Williams, right? And friend, and I'm hoping we can get Robin on the show one day. That would be nice. Hey, if you could hook us up. Yeah, I have to have to go uh dig him up real quick. Dig dig him up? Well, wait a minute. No, we're just gonna use my Ouija board. Okay. Oh. Yeah, October's coming up, cleaner. folks. October's coming. Um well hey, today we'll be talking about the hit Cats follow up, Dear Evan Hansen by Universal Pictures. They did it again, mm-hmm. made a flop musical that people hate. So congrats to them. Those cats universal as well. Jesus Christ. Keep winning, Chief. Keep winning. Um, keep making those hits. I, I, I was thinking about it. Like, why do they feel the need to do this? You know, 
what they didn't learn from their mistakes with cats Pro- apparently well, well it's, it's probably like a keeping the the rights type deal yeah and so it's like a hit rights. on broadway you know you expect it to be some kind of hit but um, like but like they they i mean you know with cats was cats was supposed to be a big blockbuster musical right yeah um that was their That's attempt at one so much money into it and it was a fail now this is another instance where they're trying to do that again but i would say maybe they tried to do the complete opposite of cats actually because cats is like kind of maximalistic where they threw everything at the wall let's do all this insane you know technology shit and people yeah. were just their minds were annihilated by this. Yeah. Like I can't even process what's happening on screen. Here, it's the you know it's the opposite. They're going minimalist with this it's, musical. It's just a real life teenager. It is yeah. all it, his teenage it's, buddies. It's mm-hmm. so minimalist that it looks like a Netflix film. Uh, it looks like something that they like. This is in theaters, but it all looks right. like come on it, now, no. Don't talk about Netflix, Netflix movies like that. I mean, it has no. the Netflix look, you know, because yeah, all those movies look the same. Girls? You seen Horse Girl? Horse Girl? <laughs> horse Girl. <laughs> yes, I've seen Horse Girl with uh, with Annie from uh, yeah. uh-huh. No, okay, not every Netflix movie looks like that, but a, a large no, it amount looks like of them that. do. It does look like that. A large amount of <laughs> Netflix films look like this, or any most streaming services. You know, just shot very flat. You know, don't don't ever portray our characters inner turmoil via the art of cinema okay just just shoot point and shoot the characters talking to each other but, yeah. but what about the scene where all the people are talking and then all their talking faces become the face of the boy who commits suicide <laughs> that was the art of cinema that <laughs> was a epic. whole that was as as cool as like a facebook post yeah, like your aunt would post right. or something. Can I can I get mm-hmm. the two things I liked about this movie out of the way? <laughs> yeah, sure. One, Mario was in it. Mario Chris was in Pratt? it. Chris Pratt. Mario, Mario was in this movie, so he was driving his cart. So there's that. I'm not on board. What are you talking about? <laughs> what? Mar in the art when they're dancing in the arcade. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay, gotcha. None of, there's Jurassic Park logo. There's now, Mario Kart. I was wondering where was that shot in like a Universal arcade because it was all like Universal properties. Oh, you think so? You like think the Lost World. Like, yeah. <laughs> they had, well, because I like going to the uh, arcade at um, Portofino at Universal every once in a while and they had all the games that they have at portofino like the lost world shooter thing mm-hmm. it's probably shot sure i'm pretty like sure they have, Hollywood and... they have luigi's mansion arcade machine at that yeah, portofino yeah. arcade you ever play that uh i think i did it's pretty cool um but yeah i was wondering where was that shot okay what's your second thing oh my second is the e- the email song i thought was funny okay, yeah so, i mean yeah I, I actually personally don't think the songs were that bad in this. Nothing I would listen to outside of the movie, but they're they're like well written. Well, it's I, I don't have any issues. They were written for the On, actual musical, not yeah, the for the actual right. show. Yeah. So, so going into this, I, the two songs I knew were the first song, "Waving Through the Window," and the second song that you mentioned, the email song. Um, and that's just because I know people that are Broadway heads and they Who? play that stuff. Who? uh my girlfriend's family okay they like broadway shows a lot do they listen um 
So yes, this these songs do will pop listen, up on like playlists. Do they listen to Media Boys? I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> it's fine. They're not one of our uh, Thanksgiving. Bring it up. Bring it up. Uh, okay. Christmas. When are you seeing them? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Next time you see them, bring it. I'd be like, hey, we talked about your favorite musical on Media Boys. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't go that far. Okay, but anyway, I knew these songs going in, and. I, based off of that song, the email one, I was like, what the heck? What is this about? You know, I didn't know really know what it was about. Yeah. And it is one of the funnier. It's like a the only funny song in this this entire film. Yeah. Or really the only one that really pops. Besides, like the mm-hmm. first song, you know, it's. It has its purpose, right? It, it's a pop song, you know? Yeah. I think Ben Platt is singing pretty all right. Um, it sounds fine. It's a catchy song. It got stuck in my head um that and the email song yeah they're the only two but the rest really blur into each other um like very kind of just just overall bland um i think one of my biggest issues besides the premise of this film was just how everything was shot well it's like the person who made this didn't know how to make a musical it just feels awkward every transition right from from talking scene to song just felt weird it felt off i don't know how to explain it because a nice thing about musicals is that you break you know you break the film's reality when you begin to sing and you can really do whatever you want (laughs) to match the song's tone yeah hey and and you know what a good example of this is uh as much as we didn't like that movie but prom does set up a scene for its songs does like spotlights and shit yeah right it, i mean that movie's lazy and bad but at least i mean it it tries a little bit i guess <laughs> in some songs i guess i think it probably has background dance it has it has musical n- dance numbers in that film they're bad but it does it this one like when when ben platt sings it's like everything kind of freezes it's supposed to be his like inner monologue but at the same time it's like can't you just like why did you put this to screen if you're not even gonna like do some dances or something you know yeah because the only it, time it, they it, do I get that, it. So, sorry the two best songs those are the only two times when they actually have like extras in the background walking around and stuff or they like do a dance the email song in the first song the email song they like cut to them in the arcade cut to them on the go-kart i was like and okay this is and better dead kids dancing around through the hallways Something fun is happening here. This is kind of a, a dark premise that they don't do anything with. No, they don't, huh? I think it's important to get into the premise, right? Not even, not even his sisters. Like that's that wasn't him, which I thought was going to happen. But instead, she was like, "Oh, I didn't know him." Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> so I didn't know my own brother. We're immediately introduced to dear to. Sorry, I almost called him dear Evan Hansen. <laughs> I can call Evan Evans. Uh, We're introduced to Evan Hansen, who is a a 35 year old man named Ben Platt. Um, Playing a. He's actually 26. 17. He's 26, playing an 18 year old or 17 year old. Who, but he doesn't look that way. Of course, that's a big sticking point with all the critics. And and you know what? Everybody, and you know what? It's true. It's true. I hate to do it, but it's true. You can do so. You can do this, right? You can, if the character's well written, if 
you make the audience believe it, you know, break their disbelief and be like, yeah, that's him. That's Evan Hansen. Sure, he looks like an old man, but that's him. But this movie never does it because when he sings and you see the veins in his neck and you're like oh uh-huh. that's not a teen that's not a teenager yeah and also right. when they caked this makeup on him and it looks like he just has like caked on makeup to try to make him look younger it's just right it's like rough the, well the movie never convinces you because the character's just very one note and hate like not likable but the movie doesn't seem to know that <laughs> and it treats yeah. him like he has depression guys come on he's relatable yeah. yeah, he's awkward and weird, he's, dude. This 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 forty five year old man is the most relatable teen of all time. And it's just very disingenuous, okay, and upsetting. <laughs> frankly, there's but, some fucking shit that this movie pulls. I'm sure the play pulls it too. So I'm not gonna cut that any slack. Of like, well, I'll get, we'll get to it at the end because it's like a spoiler, major plot point. Oh, dun, dun, dun. yeah. Um, right. The movie starts immediately with a song. We we get the idea that this guy is pathetic. He's kind of a loser. He has zero friends. He's a nerd. You want to punch him in the face? Shove him into a well, locker. I don't know about piss on the locker. Like erotic, right? He, I don't want to push an adult in the locker. Come on now. He won't fit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's too tall. His head will get stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So immediately we're just like, hey. You know, if you know the play, you're like, that's Evan Hansen. If you don't know the play, you're like, what's going on? <laughs> you know, this guy's writing it an email says, to himself. Dear Evan Hansen. Right. No, I know. I know. That's the name of the movie. Yeah. Hey, oh, he's writing a letter to Evan Hansen. Well, because I, I didn't know. know. Going in, I didn't know. I didn't know who was Evan Hansen. <laughs> Is Evan oh. Hansen the kid that kills himself or what? What's going on? Gotcha. But, oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, he, so his therapist has him write notes to himself right he has no friends somehow connor the this like kind of a mean dude he makes two big displays in front of this kid right in the same day he yells at him because he thinks he was laughing at him because he got bullied and then he signs his cast with big letters for seemingly really no reason uh probably like a little apology for yelling at him yeah right but then he sees the note that he wrote, and in the note he wrote Zoe, which is Connor's sister, because Evan has a little crush, baby. He has yeah, he's, a gay, this. he's not gay. <laughs> That's what the movie's trying to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's don't worry, he's not gay. Because originally I did think this was about like a gay relationship and maybe no. like a secret gay relationship, but then that nobody knew about, but then the kid kills himself and it's like, oh, you know, I'm gonna play this up. Or something mm-hmm. like that. They really hammer that home where he like, oh no, he's not gay. Don't yeah, no, they worry, gay. folks. They keep, check, they keep his, checking up on hey, you throughout the movie. Also, it's like, oh, <laughs> just remember, he's not gay. Hey, his the guy that he hangs out with in the movie, like at at school, he's mm-hmm. gay, but he yeah. hates Evan Hansen for for yeah. no reason. We don't know why. Yeah, You're but just they hang a family out. friend. He's a quote unquote family friend. Yeah, uh, he's he's a dick. This guy. His yeah. unquote friend, but he um, helps him write emails. But he helps him lie. He does help him do the whole thing, right? Yeah. And he clearly does it, you know, in his own self gain. But it never, the movie never gets into that at all. Um, so yeah, moving on, Connor offs himself. We don't know how, but he just does, and it's never really explained. Like it's we, never we don't explained. actually get to know why he really 
did it, I guess. Like, I we can like kind of context clues it, but oh, like, I wish there yeah. it is. That's all he's, you need. He went to rehab and he was depressed and he did drugs. And um, it, the movie kind of makes it seem like this happened the day before he like did it. But I guess maybe it was like a weekend, like over the weekend he did it. And then like at school, nobody knew. And his parents call Ben, Ben, Evan Hansen into the office to be like, hey, we found this note in his pocket and he, he killed himself. And yeah, the they way said he was gone from school for three days, right? Nobody knew why. I guess. Um but the way that it's portrayed is like this note is the last like it's the only thing we knew of our son. <laughs> this note that you wrote to him or that he wrote to you. Sorry. Um, so that's where the plot kicks off. And then Evan Hans is immediately like, I got to tell the truth. But then his dickhead friends is like, are you kidding me? Don't tell them the truth. This is all they have. Yeah. It's like you could easily just be like. I mean, like, it's, yeah, that's true. But if you immediately just say, okay, I'm sorry, this is, he stole this from me. You know, can you just believe me, Amy Adams? God damn it. But, yeah. but Evan Whoa, Hansen Amy just... Adams in this. And the other mom is also, um, what's Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore, A- yeah. Amy Adams once again playing an unforgiving mom role. Uh, I feel bad for her. Because uh, in her, <laughs> she's a very one note character in the sense that, like, She's just like has this suspension of disbelief, you know what I mean? Which she's constantly like, you know, yeah. her dialogue is the worst. It's terrible. Oh, yes. What else did you do that was fun? Yeah. Wow, that was fun. The most basic <laughs> mom <laughs> shit. She, there's no dimensions to this character. She literally <laughs> says, Evan Hansen, you are, you are now the most important person in my world. And anything you say, I'll just say, no, you're, you're wrong. You were friends with him. I believe this 100%. Okay, Evan, I'm going to make you a fucking apple pie, bitch. Okay, it's going to be gluten-free, and we're going to mention that for some reason. We're going to keep mentioning everything that's gluten-free. Yeah. A lot of gluten-free sandwiches. Hey, isn't that funny? It's 2014 when this play was written. Jesus Christ. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, Yeah, the play was written in 2014, premiered on Broadway in 2016. So, kind of... In the like back back when people were iffy if celiac disease was a real thing or not, huh? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah we like, learned this, a lot. <laughs> this is a very this is a very early 2010s premise where they're like, we can do darker stuff, right? Sure, people will love it. People um, want to follow a character you hate, right? We can do darker premises and not follow through with any sort of satire whatsoever. Um. So yeah, so. Then the movie just becomes Evan Hansen. He's still a pathetic guy. He's depressed. He takes pills, but everybody grows to love him because he was friends with Connor, even though he has like one story about him that he made up. Um, and for, they all see him as an inspiration because of a song, uh, a song he sings goes viral, which is the same thing that happens in prom, right? Yes, that. It's the exact right. same thing as prom. They do the exact same thing where it's like, look at all these Facebook posts and Instagram posts and tweets. The, all these people on YouTube saying you are the most inspirational thing I've ever seen. I think one of the that that blonde teenager with the glasses. For some reason, I think she's also in prom. Who? Who are you talking about? It's one of the little side characters that like does like a video oh. for this movie. Is it like one of the like? 
the girl, the his like love interest friends. Yeah, I think she's also in prom. It would make right. sense. There's I was probably. like, why have it the dreams that video or some shit? Yeah. Also, isn't it really weird Ben Platt's love interest in this movie? Because just like that age gap really like it looks like there's an age gap. I actually think that girl's close in age to him, but in the movie it just looks like they're ten years off from each other. Yeah, so she's so gross. I think she was like twenty three or twenty four when they filmed this. She's twenty four now, so probably yeah. twenty three. Um I think yeah, so that, okay, that character, her thing is that she, you know, her brother's the one to cause suicide, but he, she always hated him mm-hmm. and thought he was a bad person. And her thing with Evan Hansen is that, like, no matter what you say, I'll believe you. <laughs> she even has a song about it. She has a whole yeah. number about Evan. I like you not because you were friends with Connor, but because I just like you as a person. Yeah. Um, Which turned out to be wrong. Yep. <laughs> but at the same time, not wrong, I guess. <laughs> no, because then she doesn't like him as a person. But yeah, because he lied to the, their whole that's family. That's the real him. I know, I know, I know. You're right. Well, I'm just saying in the very end, but that's a spoiler. We'll talk about that in a second. So then, obviously, Amy Adams, the mom, she's just kind of, I guess she's a little sad about her son killing himself because she never really has like a moment where she like breaks down there's no really big moment with her i feel like she always just seems like she's putting on a front and but that's her whole character the scene where she finds out evan henson was lying to her had more emotion than like her son dying yeah (laughs) yeah she's upset that this little dumb pathetic kid was lying to her (laughs) Uh, how could you lie to me aren't we the same age come on (laughs) uh and then there's the stepfather who is just like there (laughs) i guess he's there we're supposed to kind of care about him he sure is he's like not to play some catch with the boy Uh uh-huh he's not entirely there that's his whole thing I'm not here. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and he calls his stepson son, so you gotta love him. Yeah. Right. And then, speaking of, because, so, there's also a, a thing that Evan Hansen uses this family as his own family. He doesn't really love his his dad, because his dad left and doesn't talk to him. And he doesn't really, he's ma- he he's doesn't really like his mom that much. fucking asshole to his mom. Yeah, he doesn't oh, like yeah. his mom that much because his mom makes him go to therapy and thinks and you know think <laughs> he thinks that she thinks his mental illness is wrong and bad and he's a bad person which is true he's a bad person and the movie su- does suggest that he's a bad person because of his mental illness here's that spoiler thing skip ahead 15 seconds oh uh hey after he tells the story of I let go from the tree instead of falling out of the tree that broke my arm, you're supposed to be like, oh, I feel bad for him now. Yeah, like, oh, you, oh, yeah. that's, oh, that's a forgiving, that's forgiving. Yeah. Everything you did was okay, Evan Hansen. Uh, I mean, yeah, exactly. No, that's what they're God, going it's so for. so shitty. It's like, oh, wow, you, you, you tried committing suicide once. That forgives you of all horrible acts. Yeah. Every act you do is justified. <laughs> yeah exactly but it's weird like his suicide attempt also feels half-hearted because he jumps out of a tree and lands on his arm yeah and it doesn't seem like it's that far of a jump 
I don't know. Yeah. Wait, does like, he, he tries to... Wait, that was... Okay, wait a minute. It, 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 that's Evan Hansen trying to kill himself? Yeah, he says, like, oh, I didn't fall, yeah. I let go. And that, and that justifies everything he's done. Like, yeah, and... It's and, supposed to, like, justify, like, him lying to... I, and Chris, your reaction is kid. perfect, because that shows you that this movie does not know how to, like, display things. I never also, got that. I yeah. never got that. I always thought it was just, like, I don't know, some, like, fancy free thing in a life where he's kind of just, like, controlled. No. Like, I'm going to climb this tree and be like a kid and, and escape my uh, 55-year-old life. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so... Sorry, I was, I was a little taken aback by my microphone. <laughs> you were talking about... It was his climbing the tree. Something I wanted to say about that. Oh, yeah. So his broken arm... Um, as a device, right? His broken arm is very important in this movie. You know, him writing the name on there and stuff. It's like our little boy. It's like our little boy has a broken wing. Okay. Um, you know, he has no friends, no names on his cast. It's supposed to, you know, he looks a little bit pathetic with that broken arm, right? And the way he fell. Oh, boy. So it's a symbol of his it's a symbol of his loneliness and he uses that broken arm to be like, you know what? No, I have friends. This this one story of my pathetic loneliness. Actually, it's about him the the main central premise is about him twisting a story to make it seem like he's bigger than he is. And then the lie consumes him, takes over, becomes big, which is a premise that is done many, many times. Yeah, and lying sitcoms, is so overdone. It's a very overdone premise, and it just yeah. doesn't have anything new to say in this premise, right? Yeah, because at the end of the day, it's like lying bad. But then again, he, he gets forgiven very easily for his huge lie. Yeah. siphons like, money off of people. Yeah, $100,000 he stole. Right. Which is which is a weird <laughs> plot line I want to talk about, like the Connor project where they raise money, and then there's a girl in the project who's like upset because they aren't raising money. So yeah. she she takes this document that Evan Hansen shows her, and it's like he's like, please don't show anybody this. Do not show anyone this. And she just shows it. She posts it online, which is a horrible act. If <laughs> somebody shows you something like that in solidarity, um, yeah. The, the kid's suicide note. Yeah. Supposedly. Right. Well, what was right? supposed to be. what For all she knew, right? Yeah. The fake suicide note is posted so it can make more money. And it's like, it's weird because, you know, he Ben Platt says, hey, don't show this to anyone. Don't po- please, for the love of God, don't post this. Next yeah. scene, she's obviously, they're not, we're not making enough money. I have to post this. She posts it. At first, like immediately the bar starts going up. Like I'm making more money. But then in the same scene, we're cutting to like Facebook comments and people like upset, like people like this, fuck, you know, F this family. These guys are the assholes. Yeah. But, I like, but at I the don't same time, the note said, how did they get there with that note? Wasn't it just talking about like, if I can yeah, only talk to I, Zoe. I actually don't understand that. Was it like, did they not know who Connor's family was? And then that message made them realize who his family was i i actually don't understand how they never said they the become, last name in the note yeah i don't know how they became like the most hated family off of that like in <laughs> um, the world yeah. it makes it doesn't make any sense because the note doesn't say anything bad it just says 
I wish I, I could talk to my family. Yeah. Or I wish they would listen to me. Yeah. It's just yeah. a classic disconnect. <laughs> they don't say, like, my family beats me or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's nothing it, that bad, but immediately this is this this family's public enemy number one. Mm-hmm. But the movie it but shows like, that, but it doesn't show any impact. You know, but what also I mean? it's everyone's talking about like, oh, this family is super rich. Why couldn't they help him? Right? It's like you guys didn't know that they're you didn't know who Connor was, right? Yeah. Right. And I, I don't want to comment on like the Facebook part of it because people probably be that stupid to be like, oh, he's rich. He wouldn't commit suicide. That kind of makes sense. Right. Yeah. But like, no, it's I'm just not, like such a weird like, leap. Right. Like, like, how did they what in that note made them now realize that it was the Hudson? What was their last name? Hudson? I don't know. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Connor's family. Yeah. How did they make that leap through that note? I think it was Murphy. The Connor Connor Murphy, Murphy family was rich. I think it was Murphy, right? Yeah, I don't know. I think it, uh, yeah. Murphy. How did they make that leap there? Yeah, I don't know who the what the writer thought like was that leap. Well, it really seems like they want to comment on social media and like the way social media overreacts to things and like hate mobs are formed or something, but it never really commits to it. It really it's just. Time to- Cancel, cancel culture. <laughs> cancel culture is canceled. Uh, it's just something that happens within that scene. It almost is like isolated. Because then the next scene is Evan Hansen runs to the house to apologize. Or go, he's yeah. running over to apologize. And it's not like and they we let see, him in. Yeah, it's not like we see some yeah. impact later on where it's like we've been getting death threats, you know. People are coming to our house and knocking on our door, you know. Yeah. I want to say like after he asks for like he just sings that song to them the forgiveness song amy adams doesn't really pop up again right like he just gets told like oh she doesn't want to ruin your life so she's not going to say anything well yeah yeah. so yeah he sings this his forgiveness song then he posts a video online like i lied and we don't ever see like a reaction to that we don't see like him becoming public enemy number one. We see him for the family. Everyone just gives him dirty looks while he reads Connor's favorite books. Right, right, right. But not on, like, the internet. You know what I mean? Yeah, You're right, you're right, you're right. We we do see people giving him dirty looks. He's once again isolated. I'm reading Um, his favorite books. And he he reads me. So (laughs) so Connor's favorite books, we've got to talk about that, because Connor's favorite books are, like, New York bestseller number one <laughs> most popular <laughs> books. Uh, After... Like Ready Player One is on there. Yeah, I yeah. saw Ready Player One. Ready Player like, one. Jesus. Yeah, this uh, is my favorite book. <laughs> Curious Case of a Dog. That's another really popular book. Um, I swear to God, was Da Vinci Code on there or something? I don't think so. Shit <laughs> um, like that. When when the news gets out that Connor died, right? And then Zoe shows up to school and everyone's looking at her. And then Zoe, and then Connor's stepdad is at work and everyone's like looking at him. But then it shows Amy Adams walking through the grocery store and everyone in the grocery store is like looking at her, like, knowing, <laughs> like, oh, that's Connor's mom. Yeah. And this isn't really sold as like a small town movie, right? Like, because that would <laughs> no. make sense if it was a small town, but yeah, no, but, like, she's it feels like LA. <laughs> fucking frozen food aisle and everyone's like oh that's her everybody in town knew to put on alerts for the connor project uh instagram page 
They're like, I need these posts like immediately. Like, I want to know everything that's going on. Um, it's just stupid. It's just really right. stupid. And so the the final thing in the movie is that he starts messaging people that may have known Connor on Facebook, and eventually he gets to someone who sends him a a nice video of Connor singing a song in rehab, and he. He sends that to everyone who was involved in the film as a main or side character. Yeah, like including like his family friend that wrote the fake emails. Like Sorry. why are you sending it to him? Dear side characters and tertiary characters of this <laughs> film. Here's a nice video of Connor. Enjoy. And I don't I forgot that kid was in the movie multiple times. Every time he popped up, the fake email writer, I was like, oh yeah, he, he's in this. I completely forgot. He has the like, arguably best part of the movie. <laughs> I don't. I would. I don't know. He's a, he's obnoxious. He's in the email scene. There's no good like character <laughs> no that I enjoyed character. seeing. Really, I think the sister might have the most interesting drama, like her inner, you know, uh, issue perhaps Connor. of the film. Connor. Um, because yeah. it's like you know yeah. her brother caused a suicide, but she never really liked him. Or had yeah. much of affection for him, and how do you her, like? How do you tackle that feeling? And the movie her just songs seems... are the worst songs, though. Like personally, right. yeah. So um, I can't. But the movie's biggest, <laughs> a big issue in this movie, is that it decides to stay neutral on everything. Mm-hmm. But but like neutral, not in it, not like a, an interesting way. It's like we're just gonna let this play out. Neutral in a way, it's like I'm not even gonna try to do anything about this. Like I'm not even gonna try to like do anything cinematic or like possibly dangerous or like, mm-hmm. you know, we're not going to try to be funny. We're not going to try to really do, you know, play this up melodramatically or anything like that. We're not, we're just going to let it like landly exist. This, this, all this drama, it's very inert, you know, it doesn't really move. God forbid we play up this play, you know? Yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah. God forbid we make, Evan Hansen out for the character he is. Yeah, but what like, are you make talking him... about? She drives a car at ninety miles per hour, really fast down a road, and then she brakes really hard. What is up? Like it shows her speeding up from like twenty. Like she was driving <laughs> yeah. so slow down that road. Uh-huh. Then... <laughs> Thank Christ, this road is empty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you, crew. Thank you uh, for uh, you know renting out this road for the this night shoot. <laughs> Um, now, do you know who produced this film, William? I think Nathan, you know, right? The dad, yeah, his the dad. dad. It was Mark <laughs> Platt, Platt Senior, which definitely bogs down the movie. I think because on one hand, you could have gotten an actual young person to play Evan Hansen. You know, that's maybe a big sticking point you could have tackled. Two, I think that if I, th- I honestly think the fact that the like. Mark Platt is involved and it's his son. He's like, do not make my son look hateable. Like you don't, we want, I want my son to be a star. Like in, in film, I wanted to break out. You can't. Producers notes. Right. It's a dark premise, but you can't, you got to make this more inspirational. You got to make him likable. Yeah. Uh, We have to be on his side, which the movie's like, please be on his side, be on his side. But premise wise, what do you mean kill it like he does it bad no no he ruins the movie because like i I actually (laughs) no 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 because i don't i don't uh 
I I personally think this movie isn't like the worst thing in the world. Like I didn't hate it. Um, it's just Ben Platt really does like he destroys this movie. Like he's just horrible. That character is awful, and he's awful in the role. It's just bad. Right. Yeah. There's just it's it, there's a lot to it that's really messed up, and the movie doesn't yeah. want to ad- really address any of it beyond very shallow, superficial stuff. Like, yeah. Hey. It's very um. Like the it's like the Blues Clues video, the Steve Blues Clues video, where it's like <laughs> the one I turned off. You watch it and you're like, oh wow, wow, oh that was nice. Uh-huh. But meanwhile, Steve's a damn drug freak. No, I don't know about Steve. I don't know that. <laughs> I think we we talked about this yeah. last week, right? Yeah, we're like kids on the playground would be like, you know, Steve does drugs, right? Yeah. He left because of his crack addiction, right? <laughs> I think I said this last week, but he left because he didn't want to go balding. He didn't want to yes, bald yeah. on TV. <laughs> we he talked about this. Yeah, 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 I know, I know. Well, you're, you were saying something, William. Oh, um, uh, Mr. Platt. Platt Jr. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what I was going to say. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I have much I else to even say. His, um... It does a really weird job of like showing his illness, right? Yeah. Well, like he, he, sometimes, like he's super okay, and at times it just feels like he's more. I, I guess I, I can't think of the right word. Just kind of apathetic, like just doesn't really care, you know. Rather than sad, it's just yeah. kind of like a. Oh, I guess that know. could be part of it. Yeah, I guess apathy is part of it, but it just doesn't work in a movie setting, I guess, when you watch it. Right, you know what else doesn't work? Uh, the freaking whispering! It, it's, Can somebody it's more... speak normal in this film? They all whisper Dude, everything. I had to keep turning down my TV. Whenever it was talking, it was uh-huh. fine. I actually had turned it up to like 40, but then as soon as singing happens, it was the loudest fucking thing <laughs> in the world. <clears throat> it's funny. Be- that shit down to halfway. <laughs> I watched this on headphones, right? And I needed to find my headphones. I accidentally washed my headphones in the washer. <laughs> so the audio for this movie kept like, <laughs> it was so Hopping. muffled the whole time. Yeah, it was rough. But what's it? Um, I don't know. It, it's strange. It, it, he, he goes to this other family, but only ever acts like nervous or or he can't really do things around his own mom. But then when he's around this other family, he's like, oh, huh, I'll wash your car. He doesn't wash maybe, a car, but he maybe would. That's the, maybe that's the idea. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. Well, yeah, it's like his surrogate family. And he really. hates his mom. He doesn't like his whatever family. He kind of uses them. That's another, you know, that's like adding to how screwed up this is. Is that he? That lie. He's you know he's partially lying for another self gain, which is escaping his real family and using this. <sighs> you know, the more disturbed. I, I don't know. The family the mo- never yeah. really feels like they're going through it. No, <laughs> you know, I, the more we talk about this movie, the more I do hate it. Like, yeah, they're making, it is really they're making pies and eating ice cream like just a few days after their son died. Yeah, it, it's it's really weird how the whole family reacts. And I know like he was a trouble kid and all that and he was kind of a pain in the ass, but it's it never feels like they actually go 
through it. I don't know. Yeah, it's like I'm saying, like the movie doesn't really like want to do that. It doesn't want right? to be. It doesn't want to portray these people as real. Well, because maybe that could probably to... like Zoe's doesn't... in school the next day, right? Like she never left. She's, like who yeah, knows? Who no knows reason. why? Who knows why they made these choices? Well, think... it's probably because they don't want you to feel bad that bad for Connor, so you don't you so you don't hate Ben Platt even more, right? Mm. Like movies. If you knew, yeah, yeah. Think about like World's Greatest Dad, which has the exact same premise. But the way they do that, but where it's done like, so much better. The, yeah, yeah, it's done. The way they make you not feel bad about the kid who kills himself is that the kid is like the biggest prick in the world. He's, he's like, awful. This kid is absolutely awful, but and indefensible. Like, there's nothing you could do to like defend yeah. this guy, and yeah. that's part of like the satire, <laughs> because then Robin Williams has to has to make him seem like the most inspirational person in the world. Yeah, but yeah. his friend, his friend knows like this wasn't fucking him. Right. Yeah. The way instead what this movie does is says, yeah, this kid was a bit of a prick. Right. But look, the family's not that sad. <laughs> you know, it's, it's maybe not that bad. Like he didn't really mean anything, I guess. <laughs> That's the way this movie does it. Where it's like, hey, look, everyone in the movie's not really that depressed. Like, sure. We all have depression. Right. But what but, a horrible message. Yeah, but look around. Right. Everyone's taking a lot. Like, like, oh, if you <laughs> if you kill yourself, it. no one's, you know, everybody's not going to be that sad. A horrible message to send out to people. Well, it's like, you know, yeah, sure you did that, but like, everyone's depressed. Come yeah. on. Yeah. It's just very, con- <laughs> it's condescending towards like its its audience, which is yeah, it it teens. <laughs> it it. It's weird because it's trying to paint, you know, an acceptance towards mental illness, but I feel like it does the exact opposite where like every action you do is justified because you are depressed. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And that's not, that's not the right way to. No, that's not, that's not the way to handle it. Like, you know, and it's not even really explained that through like therapy, you know, it would help Ben Platt. No, it actually killed his life, and he had to lie about everything. Yeah, that's the way therapy's kind of sold in this, and that's that's horrible. Th- yeah, therapy is sold as a way to correct yourself instead of like normalized. I think, in a way, the movie is like saying that it's just like yeah, Evan Hansen just has an issue with going to therapy, but at the same time, it never really tries to right his wrongs in a way like saying like yeah it was you know what i mean like it's hard to explain i just think it's lazy writing it does write his wrongs i'm trying to explain lazy writing like they don't it feels like it wasn't really thought through because like he doesn't like therapy right therapy would clearly help this guy uh he doesn't want to take pills they don't really seem to help when he takes it uh but the movie's trying to defend him even though he's making all these bad choices the movie clearly is on his side so what are you trying to say here? Are you are you trying to say that therapy is bad, or are you trying to say that like therapy in the end wasn't really what he needed? If, if I, that's I, I don't know, I honestly, yeah. I I don't know. My head hurts. But but you're right. <laughs> it, it's just lazy writing, and the writer obviously had like a purpose, but he didn't know how to say it. And he it, probably it's well, he up. had to he had to adapt to how plays are like four four hours, right? Yeah, I think yeah. Yeah, you know, they had, he had to cut out half this fucking movie. 
you can do a dark premise for teens and stick to the dark premise and like still be a hit like think about the hunger games yeah which is like like how this movie is just a rip off of world's greatest dad that's just a rip off of battle royale but the way it sells it is in a fantastical way you know it's still very violent (laughs) and like gritty but i think katniss everdeen is actually you know it's a well-written character as a hero yeah, that, like well, teens can watch and look up to because she lives wait, in this. Me- it's it's like a messed up society, right? Uh, what are we? T- I'm, yeah, I'm we're just, going on Hunger Games. No, no, I'm talking well because Hunger Games is a dark premise aimed at and teens. it's a teenager movie. This yeah. is a dark premise aimed at teens. Ben Platt's the kind of guy who would dig up the mines and then reset them in places, right? I want to. I want to see Ben fun. Platt. Yeah, I want to see him in the Hunger Games. Yeah. Uh, his his like uh, I want to see someone like wearing his face after they killed him. Yeah, he's like a master of evil. Like he he would be like lie and cheat his way to coming in second place, and then Katniss would win, right? <laughs> like yeah, he'd be like, no, Rue, I was best friends with Rue. <laughs> Rue, <laughs> uh, please. And Read then they'd my be like, emails. Please, we, me and Rue had a secret email account where we'd message each other. Mm-hmm. I just imagine that as like a trap. Someone's like walking up to him, like about to kill him. And he's like, Rue, you remember Rue? And he's like, oh, the, the child? She killed herself. And you know what? I was good friends <laughs> with him. And then the person puts down their gun. And he's like, let's be friends. I'll help you out. And he like walks around him and slits his throat. <laughs> yeah, then he kills him. Ben Platt just slitting another kid's throat. Uh-huh. Another kid. This is a 60-year-old. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, like his age just keeps going up. Uh, you know what I I think this and Cry Macho would be a very good double feature because the whole time you'd be pointing at the screen and saying how old is this person yeah yeah right (laughs) what's going on now just thinking about age the entire time another one recently I think I talked about it when uh, on the show I don't know the protege it's an action film that came out recently which one is that is that the one with Mary Elizabeth Winstead no no it's Maggie Q Maggie Q. Oh, that one. Yeah. Okay. And it's Ma- Maggie Q and Michael Keaton. And Maggie Q is 40 something. And Michael Keaton is 70 years old, but they have a romance in the face. No. And Michael cool. Keaton does action scenes where he's like flying around and falling through glass tables. Well, Michael Keaton and like still... and getting up to have sex with Maggie Q. He's but 70. He's the, but he's not lying about his age, right? He's not got makeup well, caked on. Now here's the complicated thing because in the movie Sam Samuel Jackson, who's also in his seventies, yeah. is portrayed as a seventy year old. Like he's like literally like I'm getting I'm literally getting too old to do this, and, and my I'm going to retire. Whippersnapper, right? But in a twist, it's kind of like actually I can still do action, maybe. Yeah. Oh, one of those old so, old person can still fight. So the prem, it's literally just an old guy who made a movie about how old people can still fight and have sex so with Maggie expendables. Q. <laughs> it's like if James Bond had sex at a senior home. That's really what it is. The Expendables. The Expendables too. Except they don't fuck Maggie Q in The Expendables. Uh, you never know. Uh, yeah, it's been a little bit. I haven't seen those movies in a moment. I might be wrong. So in the end, I... Michael Keaton's still a good actor. Well, no, that's a thing. And like, it's just think, weird. It's just a little weird. 
it's like a weird compare because Michael Keaton's a really good actor and I, if you go back a Ben Platt I'm sure is fine in a Broadway play setting where you're really far away from the stage and you know he's got it. the pipes for it exactly but in the movie setting he just wasn't selling me at all yeah <laughs> yeah I need a need to see him but from further away yeah if i was like in the back of the theater <laughs> or i watched this like on really low quality and it was like really pixelated maybe it would blend maybe i'd be fine you and know? you watch on your damn phone uh-huh the only other movie i've seen this guy in is uh ricky and the flash the meryl streep jonathan demi film oh, and he's, he's his, how come he gets to act with like actors well he doesn't really, because his whole thing is that he's just a woo guy. Because Ricky and the Flash did perform at a bar, and Ben Platt goes, woo! Nice. That's his whole thing, yeah. Woo, he's got the pipes for it. He's got the pipes <laughs> for it. You know, he plays a mean woo guy. I also remember he's like a flamboyant gay man, too. So Nice. Ben, you need to calm down. Okay. That's why they keep defending... Oh, wait, this guy's re- reassuring the audience. They're like, no, this guy likes girls. Yeah, <laughs> he, he is straight Mark, as an arrow. Mark Platt, Mark Platt's like <laughs> upset with his role in Ricky and the Flash. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> Why do you let them film you as a gay son? You know, <laughs> yeah. in that in that extremely memorable film that everybody saw. Ricky, yeah, and, Ricky the Flash. and the Flash. Come on. <laughs> Uh, uh a lot of hey i got a little b segment we could talk about okie dokie a lot of things are coming up soon right a lot of things are releasing yes yeah, october is a big month. month anybody looking forward to anything um i want to i want to get um the new metroid looks looks sick and as well as far cry 6 you know what i'm gonna get it i i get far cry every time so i might as well get it um, um what's coming out really soon really soon are you <laughs> excited for the sopranos movie not really <laughs> <laughs> i like the soprano show i never finished it um but i think it, i mean it's a great show but the movie just looks okay it's directed yeah. by the guy it's not going to be good it's directed by the guy that directed thor the dark world so and but hey and look, it's directed it, by the guy that directed <laughs> thor the dark world you can't you can't judge anyone based off of marvel movies because that they didn't do that they didn't actually do that right so, he, you're right but he also he directed something else he, you keep talking i'm gonna look at Okay, but um, directed Jurassic Park, uh, Outer Wilds. What next week? Outer Wilds, yeah. It's been fucking three years since the game came out. Getting the DLC, Mm -hmm. pump for that. That's a good game, yeah. But that the new Wes Anderson movie comes out. Oh, shit, we're doing that right. We're doing that for Media Boys. That'd be a good pick. Only in theaters? Is it coming out or anything? It's a Fox movie, so Disney. Maybe on? No, I don't think so. Oh, uh, the other Fox. movie he made. The other movie he made was Terminator Genesis. Oh God! Oh, shit. that's really bad. <laughs> but did he really make Terminator Genesis? <laughs> <laughs> he did direct a bunch. He directed a few episodes of The Sopranos, but whatever. 
anyway, uh, um, well, I I'm, I'm I'm excited to finish Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, which I started. Ooh, is uh, it good? You like it? It's really good. Uh, I've only played like the first hour and a half, but it, like, wow, you know, it's like it really takes advantage of the PS5 technology, and that's it's, cool. It's I'm super excited to continue it. Um, I honestly, I was, I'm trying to think. I was playing some Deathloop yesterday. Uh, the game does something I do not like, and I've never really liked it when games do this. Uh, All the time. Not bullet time, uh, but talk through the speaker on the controller. Oh, yeah, that, that's like such a novelty. Like, I remember he, do, No More Heroes 1 on the Wii. That, with yeah. the Wii remote. And like, it was cool, but <laughs> I don't need that all the time. And like, the, speak, the speaker's never been good from the controller. Yeah, you can hear it, it's like tinny. It's <laughs> bad. It's, it's stop doing that. Games, please. <laughs> and that's why you get funny. Death Loop. It's on funny the for a little PC. bit. Mm hmm. But like, uh, you know, when you're when you're hearing your character talk, it's through the TV, mm -hmm. and it sounds great. Game's got really good voice acting, likable character. I like the characters so far. Mm -hmm. They're funny. But then when one guy's like, "Oh man, what the fuck is this place?" and the other person's like, <laughs> and you're like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Oh, sorry, you're coming through my fucking controller. What the mm. fuck's happening? Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, I, I feel that. Uh, Dune. Yeah, Dune comes uh, out. Dune. That that's gonna be on HBO, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. But that oh, don't let Dennis don't don't let him know that he'll fucking flip, man. What? I will say this though. <laughs> I'm gonna watch on my phone. <laughs> no <laughs> that feels like i'm i have to see that in imax I yeah can't. well that movie was shot for imax right like Woo. that was like kind of the deal yeah one of those I'm movies on my ipod nano oh uh the new <laughs> new james bond okay finally uh, yep finally um you got uh last night in soho the new edgar wright film holy crap it's a busy month huh in october on all of these yeah, all of these, all, and those are, those are like the same week, right? Dune, Wes Anderson, and Soho come out like the same week. I think and Dune. The, yeah, the, I think Dune comes out the week before Last Night in Soho. Oh, okay, got you. I think they moved it because originally it was supposed to be Last Night in Soho, Dune, Jackass Four, and the new Wes Anderson film, yeah. all on the same day, <laughs> which would then, have been absolutely insane. Like, I wonder what would win that week. I have no clue. I know, right? That Jackass 4, Jackass. hopefully. Probably <laughs> <Yes>. Jackass <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that got pushed to February where it can definitely succeed. I am sure of I would, it. I would like all of these movies to make a lot of money. <laughs> exactly. I would probably go see them all. Yeah. I really wish Disney made more money off of their Fox motion pictures. Now, so now. <laughs> yeah, it's wet. Look, I, I got to support Wes. Yeah, nice yeah, I, can't, I can't wait for... Uh, HBO to get a share of that dough. No, no, I, I brothers, wanted... baby, they are down on their, they're down Look, on their luck. No, hey, no. after reminiscence, <laughs> they might actually be. I would, I want them, I want these movies to make money to say like, hey, people still go to the theaters. Okay, that's really my goal. And also, like, I don't want to watch Dune flop because like it would be cool to get like a dune 2 which is but what they're what trying to do what if like david lynch or someone did a dune 
That'd be cool, dude. That would be nuts. It would probably they should get flop, him in bro. on there. <laughs> yeah, you don't think it would do well? It did flop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, now, Dune, I think it's weird because you know, Blade Runner was another one that came out and it cost two hundred fifty million dollars, right? And I don't think Blade Runner ever had that power to make that kind of money at the theater. And does Dune have That's the power to make that kind of money. money? That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Yeah, oh, I, I don't know. It's an amazing movie. I love the new Blade Runner, well, but so it didn't need that. So this Dune is only half of the book. Yeah, it's, he, they want to make a sequel. Ooh, Dune two, baby. And I would like to see a Dune two. Still Dune. What if you hate it though? If I hate it, well, you know, it's you know, it's still a shame to not see a story finished. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. All right, if everyone can think of a quick Dune subtitle for Dune two. Um, Dune, Dune Requiem. Ah, uh, yeah, Dune Resurrection, of course. What's your Dune subtitle, Chris? Uh, Dune 2. This worm is... The worm's still kicking. <laughs> okay. That's yeah. more of like a comedy one, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 This one's mostly about the worms. I'm all for it. See, I don't yeah. think I'll hate this one because I like the David Lynch Dune, so <laughs> I don't think I'll hate this. No, I mean, uh, maybe, I'm excited maybe for it. means you will hate it. No, I, I mean, I don't think the david lynch dune is like a masterpiece or anything i like it because it's like a vibe movie <laughs> it's just kind of like it what has are you a, doing during this movie chris it has a vibe to it that i'm like oh yeah <laughs> not uh, not sexually <laughs> but i mean like like it just has like a really cool sci-fi vibe to it that it puts me in like this like kind of a hypnotic state in a way it's it's kind of neat I don't know. As a blockbuster movie, I can see why it flopped because it doesn't seem to be a movie for everybody. It has a lot of techno babble and Dune sci-fi speak, which I like. I like all that sci-fi speak, baby. And can you it, hear me? yeah, I no. can hear you, but you're coming in through your computer. No, I'm coming through my fucking mic. I haven't had my mic on this whole fucking time. Oh, gotcha. That that really? Different. Fucking headphones. Oh, geez. Wow. All right. Start the podcast over. <sighs> I'm sweating my ass. Off Do I sound different now? No, you sound fine. You okay, sound, good. You sound the same. Okay, good, good. I don't know. My mine randomly disconnected mine, too. I was recording on the last one like this, too. It's okay. Yeah, yeah I know. It's fine. <laughs> All right. Well, what's what's uh, our C? C uh, um you know we did a b plot we gotta do a c plot now what else are we talking about our final thoughts for the okay. film I mean, we could do what we've been playing do we bad movie talk about that we kind of like covered yeah, you that touched on Ratchet Clank. yep yeah i haven't been doing anything so i finished an anime Ooh. all right next topic no what anime what anime, uh, what anime? well so i started an anime four months ago or five months ago that was airing at the time called odd taxi and um, I kind of just stopped watching it because I guess I got caught up with other stuff. But I thought I was like, this show is good. I'm going to finish it. And uh, and then I remembered I was like, oh, shit, I never finished Odd Taxi. But now all the episodes are out. So I guess what? I did finish it. Very interesting story <laughs> on my part. Um, it's about yeah, animals. You got to finish it. It's a it's a world full of animals. And it's about a walrus that drives a taxi. And um, the way this show intricately 
puts together all these characters in this story is truly something to behold. I, I was kind of blown away. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. We can hear you. Sorry, I could just hear echoes in my ear. Uh, I'll continue. Um, the way... What do I mean? I could just hear like little noises in my ear. Yeah, I'm hearing those noises too. I'm hearing clicks also. Yeah, Yeah, what's going on? That's why I didn't know if I was being recorded or not. Anyway. Well, you are. Hey. I was really. Oh, you're here. Just frozen. Just the way it layers everything together and like, you know, the way the characters connect is very impressive and it tells a really compelling story that ties together in in a very satisfying way in the end it was a big surprise for me because i was just like expecting a show about funny animals <laughs> i don't know i turned it on because i was like hey it's a funny animal show that looks funny but it, it's something there's something darker going on there's something more uh intricate than what it originally seems to be uh it's it was really good probably my favorite show that I've watched in a while. That's and I good. don't watch, but the thing is, I don't watch many shows. So what the hell am I even? Okay. You know, my, my quota is low. You're it's clicking bad. We're yeah. clicking folks. Should, whatever, should we end whatever's it? Whatever's clicking. <laughs> we should do it before people just turn it off. Yeah. Cause the clicking. All right. Sorry. Oh, I think it's my, I think it's my half. Cause every time I speak, I click. Yeah, yeah, your stuff is like popping real bad. Oh, Jesus uh, H. Oh no. Yeah. All right. I'm I'm William Doyle. I'm Nathan Combs. And I'm Chris O'Milly. No clicking. Uh, oh fuck. Uh, <laughs> End it. There. Email us at mediaboyspod at gmail.com. Follow us. Like us. We there's a Facebook page, Media Boys Pod. Media Boys Podcast. One of the two. Check it out. Great review. Subscribe. All right. All right. Bye. Yeah. And remember, uh, Ben Platt, you got to stop. And he's not gay. He's straight as an arrow, folks. And he did nothing wrong. He did a few things wrong. <laughs>